in today's show. We're looking across the NBA. Injuries. What's going on? Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. So we're here to look at injuries across the NBA. Not one single player is in the NBA COVID protocols, which is awesome news. Let's hope that it stays that way the rest of the season. But that's where we're currently sitting. No players out due to COVID protocol. So it's only good old-fashioned injuries now. All right, let's take a look. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Hawks. Now remember, we're heading here before the All-Star break. So some injuries might appear more serious when you say, oh, they're out through the All-Star break. And you go, oh, that's, that's a bloody long time. And as I said the other yesterday, it was... That, you know, you sit out these couple of days before the break, it gives you like a 10-day rest period, which I think a lot of these people will do. And, and a lot of teams will punt on that last game before the All-Star break just to get their players right, give them that extra little bit of uh, time off. So, John Collins has missed a game with a foot sprain. Foot strain, sorry. He's going to miss Tuesday and Wednesday. We hope that that All-Star break is long enough for him to get back and be in action. Like, that'll give him two weeks off, basically. And we hope that he's fine after that. Bogdan Bogdanovich is questionable for Tuesday's game with ankle soreness, and DeLon Wright is questionable with groin tension. Bogdanovich has had issues with his knee and his ankle pretty much all season. He's sort of in and off, in and off and on injury reports and in and out of games. Um, he's been playing pretty well, but he's still been pretty up and down. Like his last four games, 23, 21, 30, and 38 minutes. Like a lot of unpredictability with that playing time. But Collins being out does help him. And then DeLon just is that backup point guard. That's really it. Behind Trey Young, and if Trey goes down, then his value does spike for that short-term period. For Boston, their injury report is relatively clean. Marcus Smart is questionable with an illness for today. Rob Williams, the rock DJ, he is questionable with calf tightness. Again, the illness, we can't really do much of that. But Williams has had so many lower body issues that if there's anything going on here before the break, it is a back-to-back coming up. If you need to sit him, you sit him. So teams will be more cautious through these next three days than really at any other point of the season outside of the last week or two before the NBA season ends. The Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons, he won't play before the All-Star break. We don't know exactly when he will play. He is still conditioning and ramping back up, ready to return. There is a game that they play against the Sixers on the 10th of March, and he said he'll, he'll be playing for that one. That doesn't mean that that's the game he returns. I would be pretty surprised if it takes him another three and a half weeks to get up to speed to make his return at Philadelphia. That doesn't seem likely. I think we look at probably just before, or just, so just after the All-Star break, they have a game against Boston on the first day back on the 24th of February. That's eight days from now. I think that's a realistic expectation. Kevin Durant, I don't expect to be back straight after the break, but maybe he's back at the beginning of March with his MCL injury. That's sort of around that timeline, but that might push into the 10th or 12th of March. Joe Harris, 
Yeah, we just don't know, do we? And I think at this point, the assumption should be that Joe Harris won't return this season. The surgery didn't work. They had to have a second one. And maybe he's back for the real-life playoffs, but yeah, I don't think he's coming back in the regular season. And of course, Kyrie Irving, due to factors completely out of his control, he will miss the next three games on Wednesday and Thursday, and then the 24th of February. He plays a game against the Bucks on the 26th, and then he misses the next three after that as well. So he has got one game out of the Nets' next seven that he will play. But if only there was something that could be done about that. On to the Charlotte Hornets. Gordon Haywood and his ankle injury. It's going to keep him out for a little bit of time. We don't know exactly the length of it. They said out indefinitely. Um, I'm going to guess mid-March for Haywood to return. But you know, we will uh, we will find out, won't we, when we get a little bit more of an update on that. It's really hard if you're in a fantasy playoff situation through that first week of March to hold on to him because I'm just not expecting him to really be back and firing before, say, the 15th of March. And maybe that is when your playoffs start and he might have use there. Cody Martin and Jalen McDaniels are both out. McDaniels with an ankle and Martin with an Achilles. Martin's missed the last four. McDaniels has been out a few weeks here. They're out again on Tuesday. I wouldn't expect either of them to play on Thursday, but then they both should be back for that game post-All-Star on the 25th of February. And what that does is it cuts into Washington and Harrell and Oubre and Plumlee, even Booknight. All of those guys will lose a little bit of playing time. And even the 40 minutes a night that Rogier is currently getting will probably drop down when Martin and McDaniels come and provide some, um, provide some relief off the bench. The Chicago Bulls. Some stuff that's not so great with the Bulls here. We know that Alex Caruso's out with the wrist surgery. He's probably out until yeah, middle of March would be the guess. Lonzo Ball, yeah, I'm thinking end, end, mid to end of March. Very hard to hold Lonzo Ball. I wouldn't be holding him in fantasy leagues. I wouldn't hold Alex Caruso either. Yeah, Caruso's not good enough to hold through this injury and Ball's out too long to hold through it. The worry I have is Levine, who is not going to play... Um, actually, I'll, I'll play his sound. not going to play the game on Wednesday. He allegedly was going to participate in all-star festivities. I don't think he is. I don't think he's even going to go. He's going to see a specialist. And there's that report today that privately, which not so private anymore, that he's hearing a lot of clicking in his knee. Uh-oh. He's had knee problems. Remember he had that knee injury? And shout out to the Memphis Grizzlies. They just said, oh yeah, it's just something. It's just something. Uh, his knee's something. They never told us what it was. We have no idea what the problem was. He just sat out games and then returned, and now he's got soreness again. That is a big uh-oh. That is a real um, concern for me. It's not concern where it's like, I must get rid of Zach Levine. I must trade him away. But if we come back from the All-Star break and Levine isn't playing, I'm not going to be surprised. If he does play in the All-Star break, then that fear will dis dis disappear. If he's out there in the All-Star break playing in the All-Star game playing 25 minutes, then I go, oh, I think we're all right. But... I fear the specialist will say, no, you can go and shoot in a three-point contest, don't play in the game, and we might have him out until March. That is just a fear of mine. Pat Williams, they keep saying he might be back before the end of the regular season. That's cool. It's not going to have really any impact for fans. If he does come back, it is going to impact, say, like a Troy Brown or Derek Jones or Javante Green. But by the time that Williams comes back, Lonzo's back, Caruso's back most likely, and those guys' value would have disappeared pretty quickly anyway. NBA fans. Yeah, that's you. Are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Well, you need to try the award-winning app, which is Prize Picks, and that is daily fantasy made easy. What do you do with Prize Picks? Well, it's easy. 
It's just the projections for the players. Points or rebounds or assists or steals. You just look at a number and you go over or under. How easy is it? You get two to five players, throw them into one entry, and you can win up to 10 times that entry fee just by picking the over-under of those specific props that you pick. You choose them. Very, very simple stuff. And it's not just NBA. There's college basketball, college football, the NFL, Major League Baseball, whenever those things are back, soccer, MMA, all that stuff. So PricePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. You get 50 bucks for free if a player in your first PricePix entry scores a single point. Don't pick Tony Snell. But you must use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use code NBA for $50 for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Let's go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Lowry Markinen. Return is imminent. Imminent? Imminent. Not imminent. Return is imminent. He won't play on Tuesday. I would be surprised if he plays on Thursday, but I would be shocked if he... Oh, actually, that's not true. Let me rephrase that. This is the Cavs' last game before the All-Star break. So he's out. I would be surprised if he doesn't return on February the 24th. I think he'll be back for that game. And then there's an impact on Love. There's an impact on Osman. There's probably somewhat of an impact on Levert. And Dean Wade likely goes out of the rotation there. I don't think that Markinen will be an absolute must-roster guy with Levert around. He was all sort of borderline-ish anyway. And I think Levert just pushes him out of must-roster 12-team league territory. Let's go to the Dallas Mavericks, who have got a few injuries that have popped up. Reggie Bullock is doubtful for today's game with a hip contusion. They play again on Thursday. You'd think there's a chance he misses that one as well. He's been playing a lot of minutes. When it's annoying that we're not going to get to see how Dinwiddie gets integrated with Brunson and Bullock and how that impacts them in today's game. Um, maybe we get a chance on Thursday, but yeah, I have my doubts. Bullock is a fringe 12-team league player at the moment. Marquise Chris is dealing with a knee problem. They probably could have used him considering that Kleber and Powell are their only big men available, but Chris is still out. Uh, Theo Pinson's out with a finger issue, and uh, Trey Burke is questionable with a shoulder sprain, but he's not a guy that's going to be playing on most nights anyway. On to Denver. Monty Morris is dealing with a concussion. He has missed three consecutive games, and he might be back for Wednesday. He is uh, probably questionable for that game. Without Monty, the big stiffy, Bones Highland has been starting, and he's gone from 18 to 24 to 29 minutes. That makes him streamable on that Wednesday. And then they play again the following Thursday, the 24th. So Morris will be back there. Zeki Naji has missed two straight with that hamstring issue. He'd been playing really well before that. He'd played 29, 29, 20, 24, 29 minutes in five straight games pushing Jermichael Green out of the rotation, outplaying Jeff Green a lot of that time. He was pushing into like 16, maybe 14 team league discussions. So I would guess that he probably sits Wednesday and then he's ready to go post All-Star for your deeper league. So just be, be aware of that. Of course, the reports about Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. that they, they think they'll be medically cleared before the end of the season and it's up to them if they return. I do fully expect Jamal Murray to return this season. We've said this all along, but my thing has been, I just don't think he's going to have an impact. He tore his ACL at the start of April last year, and 12 months would be, yeah, the start of April this year, because I know how things work. But he might come back in 11 months. Maybe he's back at the start of March. A return from ACL injury, have a look at Thomas Bryant. Yeah, it's, it's not a clean return. It's not, I hurt my shoulder, therefore I'm playing 35 minutes straight off. He'll play 24, 25. He'll sit some back-to-backs. He'll be rusty. He'll have some rough shooting nights. And that's bang, smack. Actually, the phrase is smack, bang. In the middle of your fantasy playoffs. And do you want to be dealing with that? 
with a guy that's going to be in and out? I, I don't think you do. As for Magaporta, well, they got a disabled player exception, which meant the NBA's independent doctors thought it was more than likely that he is out through the end of June. So me thinking not only that he has any chance of actually playing in the regular season before April and having an impact there, it's incredibly low. Like, I, I just think the chances of him doing that, and w sure, he can get cleared and he can come back, all that sort of, that's true. But the chances of those two things happening after independent medical team said, no, nah, no, nah, he's out till June. The chance of him doing that, A, and then actually being effective enough, B, and then playing enough minutes, C, to make an impact on fantasy is so, so low for me. So while if you've got an open injury slot, there's, you should always keep it full. And you can, these are good players, so you can keep it full with Jamal or Michael Porter Jr. But in the end, like if you have to sacrifice that injured slot to hold them there, I think it's a losing move personally. It's not going to lose your league, but it's not a winning move. And, and I wouldn't do it. Vlako Chanchar's out with a foot injury, and I think he's going to be out for basically the rest of the season. The Detroit Pistons. Pretty clean injury report. Cade's back. Frank Jackson's dealing with a back issue. He's missed the last game. He, he got injured on the Friday the 11th. Um, yeah, with him out, you're getting minutes for Scooter Magruder. And that's, yeah, whatever it is. Isaiah Livers, yeah, he's just not going to play. He's got this foot issue that's lasted basically all season. He came back for a little bit and then was out again. And that, uh, that, they're the injuries. So pretty good stuff. Unfortunately, it's not as clean in Golden State because we don't know when Draymond Green is coming back. He's still dealing with his back issue. We know he's out through the All-Star break. We would expect that Draymond might come back in March. We honestly just don't know when, though. Hopefully, we get some sort of update after the break. I don't expect him back for that first game post-All-Star. It is a little bit of a worry here, and it's getting into the stage where you've got to consider dropping him if you don't have injured reserve. Andre Iguodala has also missed a ton of time with a back injury. He's played one game in the last three weeks, and he played six minutes in that game before leaving early. He won't play before the break. And yeah, you have to worry what his role is. And that's going to mean that Kaminga gets that extra bump. And Jim Wiseman. Blunty. Where are you now? He's finally black. He's not finally black. He's always been black. He's finally back playing five-on-five -five contact basketball. Finally, after a second surgery that was hidden from us in December. I do not think that James Wiseman is going to have a 12-team league impact. Yes, he will probably get into the rotation because they have exactly one center, and that is Kevon Looney, and they're running yeah, Bielitsa and Toscano Anderson. And of course, when Draymond's back, that changes things. So maybe Wiseman can play 18 minutes. Is it enough, considering how bad he was last year, to consider him a 12-team league guy? No, I wouldn't. Buy. If if things move in that direction, then make the grab. Yeah, having held, If you've held him all this time, good luck to you. How's it, how does it feel at the bottom of the standings? But if you've, you're grabbing him now and trying to hold through when he eventually returns, which still might be three, four weeks away, um, and then to come back into minimal production, I, I don't think there's really any justification for that being worth it at all. But the justification for using Bet Online is there because it's the best place. Football season's over. Basketball season, we're in full swing. And for the latest odds, totals, and player pro props, performance, player performance props, that's how you say the word, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's go to the Houston Rockets. Usman Garuba is dealing with that wrist issue. He's going to miss basically the regular season. While Johnny Wall is still, I don't know, he's not going to play. 
And this is one of these things, it's, it's pretty, I think it's gone under the radar, and I don't think I've said really enough about it. It's actually pretty putrid that they are just deciding not to play him. Um, and he, that he wants to play, and they, they won't play him. Um, I think this, there's so many things that go into this, obviously, the organization, direction, the, and it's, part of it is max contracts and the way that contract structures lead to where players who John Wall could have been worth his contract when he was 27, but the rules don't allow it. So you have to overpay blokes at the end of their contract, leading to the end of their careers being tarnished and being moved around because the contract looks so terrible because of the way the NBA system is set up. And I think it's really bad the way that's, I've written about this before, the way this system is set up where you can only get paid these astronomical numbers when you're well past your prime potentially handicapping your team you've given so much service to where in the end you're treated like a pariah or dumped or waived or sat out for entire seasons because of a contract you signed when you were in your prime when realistically like he could have been getting 45 million dollars when he was in his prime and you would have gone it's a lot but it, it makes sense yeah, now we're going to be paying Damian Lillard $45 million, $55 million when he's 36 years of age. Jimmy Butler's going to get $55 million when he's 37 or 36. Like, we're going to end up hating those contracts and those players are going to cop it because of it. And I think it's a bad system. Anyway, John Wall's not going to play. The Indiana Pacers, a lot of names on this list. Chrissy Duarte, he's out with a toe injury. He's out through the All-Star break. So Duarte, you know, return after the break. And then we still don't know. What the hell is happening with this team? Miles Turner, is he going to return? Will he be able to come back after the break? I honestly don't know. There's, it doesn't make a ton of sense for him to play, but they want to see, I think, how he goes with Tyrese Halliburton. I, I Honestly, I think it's a 50-50 case whether he plays or not. And then Isaiah Jackson's out with an ankle injury. We haven't yet to see how this front court works at all. Because Jackson comes back, and then if Turner comes back, what does that mean for Brissett and for Goga and for Smith and for the Red Rooster, Terry Taylor? It's all over the place. Like they could easily start. They could decide to start Jackson and Turner, two guys who aren't even playing. They could start Smith and Turner. They could start Smith and Jackson. Like Who knows what they're going to do? There are so many options. There. And the same goes for the guards because Duarte's out. But Malcolm Brogdon, like, why do we keep listing him as questionable? He's played about one game in 50 days. He's had this Achilles injury since, what, start of December, I think it was? There's no reason for a bloke that's been as consistently injured as he has, who's got this persistent Achilles problem that doesn't seem to be getting all that better. I don't know why he would play. At the moment, he's currently questionable for Tuesday's game. Are they going to play him through these two games or one of these two games here before the break? And that will impact if Duarte has value or Heald or Halliburton and how they're, well, obviously Halliburton's going to value. But the level of value depends on if Brogdon plays and we just don't know. TJ Warren, any updates there? Rick Carlisle in December, he's probably a week's, couple of weeks away. Cool. A couple of weeks, I guess, equates to 12 for Rick because he's still not back. TJ McConnell, I don't expect him back this regular season. But we don't know because they're not telling us anything about it. Frustrating scenario. The LA Clippers. Storm and Norman Powell, fractured foot. I don't expect him back this regular season. Fractured foot is nothing to muck around with. Um, this is... I, I, don't, I don't see how he comes back. Simple as that. Maybe he plays a game before playoffs start. That'd be it. Paul George. We get the update on the 24th of... February, apparently from his MRI, they'll probably do it on the 24th and update us on the 25th. I would not expect Paul George to play this season, but I don't know that. So don't drop him until we get that information. You've got like one more game of the Clippers or two more games of the Clippers until we hear about that. And then we can make a decision. Kawhi, Tory's ACL in June. 
Expecting him to have an impact in March, nine months post-injury, I think is laughable. Maybe he sneaks into April and plays, but there is no reason for him to be burning an IL slot in my mind. Luke Kennard missed last game with an ankle injury. He's day-to-day, so maybe he plays on Tuesday or you know, today's game. Um, there is potential for value there with Powell out, but there's Mann, there's Coffey, there's Kennard, there's Jackson, there's Batum, there's Morris, there's Covington, there's Boston, there's Hood. There's a million guys that they've run through there, and I don't think we should look at him as a priority ad. Jason Preston, I don't think we're going to see him, and then Jay Scrub is officially out for the season. For the Lakers, Mello is questionable with his back issue. They actually have missed Carmelo Anthony, who is a really solid shooter and scorer at this point. Obviously, there's the foibles with his game we know, but he's doing some good stuff in that role. He has Kendrick Nunn yeah, out until the back end of March. Is he actually going to play at all? What a wild season it's been from him. And by wild, I mean, what the hell has gone on with this injury where he went in in the preseason and then had this injury now, you know, scant updates and he's not going to play a single game? Really rough stuff. Dwight Howard missed the last four games with a back issue. Not even sure he's a part of the rotation when he's healthy. But at the moment, he's missing due to a back injury. The Memphis Grizzlies. Ja Morant is questionable with ankle soreness today. They've got a back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday, Pelicans, and then Portland. I would expect he misses at least one of those games. Dylan Brooks is out through the beginning uh, the beginning of March. He'll be back at some point at the start of March, it looks like. Again, he's solid enough, but is he good enough to hold onto without injury reserve? No, he's not. Is he good enough to be in an IL slot? Well, it depends if someone else needs to be there. Because we're still a few weeks away from him returning. Xavier T. Illman is out with a thigh injury. He's just not playing. And Eve Pons isn't either. They're both out with thigh issues. Not that that makes all that much of a difference. Been a disappointing season from uh, T. Illman as well. On to the um, heat. You'd be shocked to know that Jim Butler is questionable. He's popped up on the injury report with a new injury. Shoulder today. Um... They've got two more games before the break. Wouldn't be shocked if he sits one of those ones out. Tyler Hero's out with a knee contusion. That's three out of the last four games that Hero's missed. That is a little um, a little bit concerning, I would say. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Victor Oladipo with his quad injury. Still no update. I expected February. I think we're going to push that to March now. And I don't expect him to have enough impact to matter for most leagues. Caleb Barton has had his contract upgraded from a two-way to a full-time contract. So now he can play in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, on a healthy team, Struess, Vincent, Martin, Robinson, they're all going to be stealing each other's minutes. And someone probably has to miss out. So he's not going to have that much of an impact across the rest of the season. And Markeith Morrison is still, not Morrison, Markeith Morris is still conditioning. After that hit from Jokic, which has cost him a ton of time. He had that neck injury. But he's been listed as being out for conditioning for, I feel like, a month now. I don't know what sort of conditioning work he's doing. I don't know if all the treadmills are broken in Miami. I'm not really sure what's going on. But he has been out for a very long time due to conditioning, not due to his neck injury. The Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis missed yesterday with an ankle problem. We do expect Yanni to play in today's game in the back-to-back. So I think that was just sitting out the back-to-back. Um, they're against the Pacers today. Georgie Hill, he's been out for a long time with this neck injury since the 28th of January. So we're already two weeks out here with a neck problem. And we know they're missing um, Pat Connaughton, who's out for four weeks with the wrist sur- or hand-, hand surgery. Brooke Lopez is out with back surgery. We'd have no real update on when he's returning. And Wes Matthews is now out with toe soreness. So they've decided to sign DeAndre Bembry because of the absence of Connaughton, the trade of DiVincenzo, uh, and now Hill and Matthews banged up. So Bembry could get some rotation minutes. That's just a deeper league situation, but he could get some rotation minutes. 
I'm not going to spend really any extra time on the Timberwolves because they have McKinley Wright out with a UCL injury. He's not impacting any leagues. The Pelicans, Zion Williamson with a foot injury. Is he going to play this season? I honestly doubt it. We are down to basically you know, two, two months left in the season, under two months left in the season. And if Zion does return, he'll be on a limit that whole time. If you're still holding Zion, bless you, but move on. Like, you don't need to hold him. Well, Larry Nance, again, I'm going to be pretty shocked if Larry Nance returns this season. He had knee surgery. There's no real need for him to return, I wouldn't have thought, given the persistent knee problems that he's had. On to the Knicks, Rowan Barrett. Tom Thibodeau does not regret keeping Barrett in the game when they were 17 points up with a minute left when he sprained his ankle that's now caused him to miss three straight games. Of course, he doesn't regret it, because why would he? Because if he ever regretted any of those things, he wouldn't do them, and he keeps doing it. I don't know whether Barrett will play on Wednesday. I think they'd be smart and just sit him out and let it really heal up over the break. So I expect that to be the case. And then Grimes, uh, Grimey can step in and have another start. Nerlens Noel, shockingly, he is on the injury report with foot soreness. He's missed the last four games. Um, does he return here? I actually don't care. He's The production from him is just so um, low, given the consistent and persistent injuries, that it's very hard to consider him any sort of option. Well, Derek Rose, still recovering from his ankle surgery. We expect him back in March at some point. I don't think he's worth stashing in fantasy leagues. He'll get some minutes, but they'll ramp him in pretty slowly, and I don't think it'll be uh, a huge load that he gets there. On to the Thunder. Shea Gildas-Alexander. I don't think that Shea Gildas-Alexander's season's over. I know many of you skeptics do. I'm pretty sure he'll be back at some point after the All-Star break. Hopefully pretty soon. He's missed about three weeks now already. And it'll be like over three weeks by the time the break is done. I think yeah, start of March should be realistic for him to return. Uh, Lou Dort missed the game on Monday with shoulder soreness. He's had some shoulder issues in the past. I do expect that he will be okay moving forward. Mascala's out to the All-Star break. That's just giving more minutes to Isaiah Roby. And Jeremiah Robinson is going to miss, I would guess, most of March. And he should be dropped in, in most formats that aren't uh, Dynasty-related. On to the Orlando Magic. Like, I mean, it's anybody's guess, really. Markel Fultz torn ACL in January. We're 13 months post-recovery. Is this Magic team literally just going to have two guys with ACL injuries? and just keep them out months past recovery time just for the sake of tanking? Are they going to do that and no one's going to say anything? I know I'm saying something and other people are, but no one officially is saying anything. So I don't know when... Michael Fultz is there. He's warming up. He's a shoot-around. John Isaac apparently is sitting on the bench with this team a lot. But are they ever going to play? Maybe post-All-Star for Fultz? I wouldn't expect Isaac back for ever. I wouldn't expect him back at any point um, in February, maybe mid-March for Isaac now, but I've got no idea. Honestly, we just have no 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 concept of that, and I wouldn't bother stashing them. If they're this um, cautious about returning them, 18 months post-injury for Isaac, 13 months for Fultz, then they're not going to play them big minutes, I wouldn't have thought. I, I would be pretty doubtful of that. Uh, Mo Wagner's out with a rib issue. He'd been playing okay for deeper leagues, and then RJ Hampton, we haven't had an update on his knee injury either, which just sort of should be around the return time now, but you'd have to expect post-All-Star for him. And with the way that the team is, with Suggs and Anthony and Harris and those guys, I'm not sure that Hampton's even going to be a rotation player, unfortunately, for him. He has not stepped up when given the opportunity this season. But the Sixers, Jim Harden's out through the All-Star break. He will return, I would imagine, basically as soon as the All-Star break is done. I'm just guessing he didn't want to play in the All-Star game and had that hamstring injury and he's just going to sit it through. It's, there's obviously something going on with it, but yeah, he's just going to come back straight after the break. And um, the package, Jaden Springer. The package! 
He's dealing with some knee soreness. He's had some opportunities this season, but unfortunately, injuries have stopped him from even being given a chance to show anything that he could do. And he's still a longer-term prospect, but yeah, it's been disappointing. On to the Phoenix Suns. We have no update on campaign. We were supposed to get one, I think, on the 7th of February, and nothing ever came. Um, we assume that he'll just be out through the All-Star break. Same with Landry Shamet meaning that Aaron Holiday and Alfred Payton can get more minutes. Holiday is a little bit of one to watch there. Maybe they traded for him because campaign's injury is going to keep him out longer, but these are only deeper league concerns. On to Portland. Dennis Smith missed last game with an elbow issue. There is some decent minutes available for Smith, obviously, on this team, who can be a decent deeper league contributor. He'd played 20-plus in three of or his last three games before the elbow injury, which has caused him to miss the last two. Keon Johnson is still dealing with an ankle problem from when he came over from the Clippers. You would assume they get him into a game at some point and maybe take some of these minutes away from Elijah Hughes, but he's not going to have too much of a fantasy impact. Eric Bledsoe's Achilles. It's wow, it's flared up so badly. Um, the injury that he never had, then as soon as he was traded, it's appeared. He's missed five straight. I don't I honestly don't expect him he's going to play a single game for this team, but maybe I'm wrong. Dita Lazada, well, he's had a terrible season. Um PAD suspension, obviously his fault. And now a knee injury. He's just not going to get to play. I thought he had a little bit of potential as a solid wing defender, but he's going very much in the uh, Isaac Bonga way. Damian Lillard. I know some people are still holding Damian Lillard, expecting him to come back this season. I, I would not expect that. I have not expected that at all for any any portion of this uh, Lillard saga. And I would not have held him. I would have dropped him weeks ago. But if you've gone this far, like, well, you might as well hold through the All-Star break and see if there's any update. To the Sacramento Kings. Just to be clear, I wouldn't hold him. But if you've lasted this long, then what's to stop you doing it for another week? The Sacramento Kings, Jeremy Lamb. He's always hurt this bloke. Always something with his leg, which is you know, a shame. But he's dealing with an ankle problem. Missed the last two games. We still don't understand how their rotation is going to work with Lamb, with Harkless, with DiVincenzo, with Mitchell, with Holiday. Like, who's going to get the minutes? We haven't seen Lamb play since DiVincenzo's arrived. So we don't know how those minutes get distributed. And it could just mean you know, nerfing all of their fantasy value. The Spurs have no value. No, that's not true. They have no injuries. They did just waive um, Goran Dragic today. So he's on the buyout market, a thing that I absolutely hate. We'll see where he goes. I wouldn't think he's a 12-team league player, though. Fred Van Vliet, dealing with some knee soreness, copped a knock on the knee last game for uh, Toronto when they were getting their asses kicked by the Pelicans, and he wasn't able to return. I don't think it's serious, but this is the second incidence of knee soreness that Van Vliet's had in the last couple of weeks. The Jazz, they're pretty empty on the injury report as well. Only Rudy Gay with knee soreness. That's enabling Eric Paschal to get some extra minutes there as well as Daniel House. And this is only a deeper league concern. While the last team we look at is the Washington Wizards and... Porzingis. Kristaps Porzingis. The man who was available to play as soon as he was traded has now missed two games since he was declared available to play. Will he play on Wednesday or Thursday in the back-to-back? Well, he's not going to play in both. I feel pretty bloody confident in saying that. But what does that mean for Dan Gafford, who's missed his own little period of time here due to COVID and is now reconditioning? And Rui Hachimura is uh, questionable with his ankle problem. How do you play Kuzma, Porzingis, Hachimura, Bryant, and Gafford all together in the one game? I fear that someone's going to miss out. It probably should be Hachimura or Bryant, but it almost definitely won't be. It'll almost or almost assuredly be Gafford if they're going to play Porzingis at center. And if you play Porzingis at the four, that means you have to play Kuzma at the three, which doesn't make a ton of sense. So there's still so many unanswered questions there. And just to confirm, if you're not aware, Bradley Beal is out for the season. 
with that wrist surgery, which I'm sure you are all well aware of. And that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and leave your comment down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.